And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by Baylor golfer Johnny Kiefer. And, uh, Johnny, welcome back to uh, Texas. Uh, and, uh, I mean, was it was it as hot as always out there in uh, Scottsdale, or was it uh, – was it not not quite as bad? I know those afternoon rounds can be a little tough out there. Was it actually a relief to get back to to Texas, where honestly it hasn't been that hot? Yeah, I mean uh, it's a different type of heat. It's not too hot out there, um, I guess, feel wise, uh, just because of how dry the heat is out there. But no, nah, it's definitely a relief to be back. Uh, it's uh, obviously could be very hot out there um it could have been like 100 or 105 Mm -hmm. but thankfully it was only 95 um no but it was great (laughs) do you now do you take a break now and decompress a little bit do you ever do you ever get away from golf or is that almost impossible for you like after several rounds like that do you will you take a few days off or or are you like right back out to the uh, driving range uh, I like to take a day or two off, but, uh, I mean, it's kind of a nonstop type of thing. Like a day off for me will be, you know, I kind of head out there and maybe hit a few putts, chip for a little bit. I'm usually out there for about an hour on my off days. So it's, right. it's kind of time to decompress in a way, but at the same time, it's a nice little, nice little break. Now, what do you do to decompress? Are you, you do so you'll binge some TV shows. Do you, you fishing? Do you play some hoops? What do you? Uh, what's your? Uh, what's your way of of getting away from golf? Kind of all of the above. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I've actually started getting into pickleball, so pickleball's pretty <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> Go play that with some of my friends. Um, uh, probably spend some time with my girlfriend. Maybe go shopping or something like that. Whatever. Uh, just time away from golf is really uh, yeah. really important to me, and it's really nice to take a little break, mental rest, and uh, also physical rest. So, now, who's kind of whatever the best, I can find. Who's the best pickleball player? Do you, now, you play with your girlfriend, or, or do you play with some of your teammates? Who's the? Uh, I have, are you the top dog in pickleball as well as uh, on the golf team? I don't think any of us are that bad. I don't think any of us are that good. Um, <laughs> we're very competitive, so a lot of us will kind of want to say, ourselves are the best um but we've got a few good athletes and we've got a, a few good pickleball players so um personally my opinion i think i'm the best but i think if you ask them i think they think they're the best as well so kind of just have to watch us play does the baylor campus have some pickleball opportunities now like over at the slick or as you'll call it or the uh like where's the best pickleball uh to be played in uh around uh the baylor campus uh, oh, I don't think I've actually had a chance to play pickleball at Slick. I think I've heard there is. Um, uh-huh. Usually whenever I play pickleball, it's usually, you know, we'll be uh, in San Antonio or we'll be uh-huh. taking, you know, yeah, we'll take a few teammates down to San Antonio, play some golf courses down here. And um, yeah, I mean, but we like to go fishing around, uh, around Waco. We like to you know, just hang out and chill, uh, maybe maybe go to the pool. So uh, there's a lot to do, and it's a lot of fun yeah. when we, whenever we can. I just saw this news about Coach McKell um, uh, headed back to uh, 
to Norway, and uh, Baylor wishing Coach McKell, uh, he and his family, best of luck as he heads home to Norway. Uh, I would think that's probably kind of tough. All you guys are planning to come back next season. Seems like he's been uh, great at, at communicating, and, and uh, he's been, you know, a great advisor uh, with with you, what uh, what did you when did you get that news? And and uh, I, I would imagine that's kind of a tough news to to digest after uh, having some good years with him. Oh uh, yeah, of course it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, losing Coach Raquel, it's, he's going to be almost impossible to replace. I mean, he's just such a good coach and such a good person. And you know, hanging out with him, he's such a great guy, so funny. I mean. Hey, it's it's going to be impossible to replace him. Um, at the same time, you know, we got to kind of, we kind of knew, I guess, about a month ago. Uh, so I guess mentally we've kind of prepared for that. Um, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's the best, it's whatever's best for him. And uh, we're all super happy for him. You know, it was a tough decision for him. Um, and obviously I think it was the best decision for him, um, you know, Going forward, I think he's going to be really happy. Him and his family are going to be really happy in Norway. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to – we'll survive. I mean, we're all really good players. We all kind of um, can adapt to certain things, especially uh, with coaching. And, um, you know, Coach Rigal will definitely find a good fit. Now, were you always going to come back? Did you ever think this year, hey, this might be – um, a, a time I want to think about turning pro, or or has it just always been the plan? Hey, I'm going to use this uh, additional year and come back and play another year of college golf. It seems like more and more people are doing that and aren't as big a rush to turn pro as they once were. What where where's your mind been around that uh, uh, question? As we talk to Johnny Keeper here on the Matt Mosley Show. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it was up in the air for a little bit. Uh, I think, I think about halfway through the spring semester, I kind of decided, you know, I think it's probably best that I take that extra year, uh, you know, learn a little bit more from coach for draw, learn a little bit more about myself on the course. Um, I'm really in no rush and kind of, I mean, I think it's going to be a good decision for me to be able to mature on and off the, off the course. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it wasn't an easy decision, but I mean, I, I'm definitely just wanted to take my time and make sure that I was making the right one, and I think I have. All right, and what was Greyhawk playing like? You you've been out there, I believe you have, yeah. And I, I'm just kind of wondering. I mean, it just seemed I thought early on y'all were going to get off to an incredible start. A couple of you did, but but the whole team kind of struggled out of the gates and. How tough is that when you open with two rounds that are just not quite up to y'all's usual standards? You obviously had a great third round, but as a team, how do you deal with that mentally? Was that was that tough on you guys to get off to that slow start and then know, oh, man, now you, you kind of feel that pressure and maybe guys started to press a little bit right away? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough start. We We obviously didn't do how we wanted. Uh, the course was really tough, so making mistakes out there was super easy. I mean, maybe you didn't have your stuff that day, or uh, I mean, maybe even just for one hole, you really didn't have your stuff. So uh, it could really slip away really quickly, and I think that happened a few times with a few of the guys, and even myself. It really kind of felt like you know one or two holes or one or two swings. It kind of got away from me, and 
Um, you know, it's it's something that I mean, coming away from that tournament, we can all learn from. Uh, seeing that course only for the first time for everyone uh, in that condition, uh, with how firm and fast it was um, at a national championship level, I think it was um, something to learn from. Obviously, we didn't play the way that we wanted, but I think going forward, hopefully being in that stage again, um, we can kind of take away from it that we're good enough to play with anyone, especially the way that, uh, or the people that we played with, the groups that we played with. But at the same time, we have a lot to learn and a lot to improve upon. Um, we have a young team, so experience is key. So I think that's just something that we can all build upon and, uh, you know, just put in the back of our minds whenever we're practicing or, uh, preparing for next year. I mean, it's going to be something to build upon and uh, motivate us going forward. All right. What'd you do in that round where you shot the 68? You, you kind of seemed like you freed up. You had, I think, three straight birdies at one point. In that round, did you just get in a real good place mentally? What uh, What happened with that round? Because that allowed you to move forward as an individual and was a, a tremendous round. What was it that, that kind of allowed you to uh, – to have that, you know, obviously a uh, tremendous round like that. Yeah, you know, I felt like I, I didn't do anything too crazy. Um, I felt like at, at one point the putts finally started dropping, which at the beginning of the tournament and I guess throughout the other ter- other rounds, they really weren't. Um, I didn't really try and press or uh, try and get too many, force too many birdies. Uh, they just started dropping and, you know, uh, good timing too. Uh, obviously it was pretty critical that, I shot under par or um, I made it into those top nine individuals. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of the same way. I mean, I, we've all played summer golf and summer golf is hard. And then playing at tough courses like that, you kind of just have to run into birdies. You can't really force it. Um, so I think uh, playing upon that experience and then also, you know, finally it kind of happening uh, really, really kind of helped, especially, uh, you know, going forward became the first ever Baylor player to make the cut in an NCAA championship as an individual. Then you went out and played as an individual that next day. What's that experience like? You're used to wanting to help your team, anchor the team, be the leader, and then you kind of just got to get it in your mind, hey, this is all about I'm, I got to do it for myself in a sense. Um, it, was it a little different mindset in that fourth round when you're out there on the course by yourself? You know, it, it, I naturally thought it would be like that. Um, you know, it felt weird not having to warm up next to teammates or, you know, seeing teammates go off in front of me or behind me. Um, I tried to make it so that it wouldn't feel that way. Um, I tried making it feel like just, you know, just another regular tournament. Um, but it's always weird not seeing your teammates warm up next to you. Uh, but what was really comforting was seeing them on the sidelines, uh, watching, uh, supporting me, cheering me on, you know, giving me some pep talks or whatever, but it was, it was fun. I mean, uh, it was definitely a different experience. I've never experienced it like that before where, you know, you have teammates show up and just watch and, you know, help me, uh, or help support me throughout the round. Uh, it was really cool. Um, but you know, I think, I think, uh, I relate with them and hope 
that, you know, we don't have that situation next year and we're all pretty motivated for this upcoming year. Um, and uh, hopefully we're all playing that last day. Johnny Kiefer, uh, Baylor men's golfer, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What does your summer schedule look like? What uh, what are a couple of uh, tournaments you're really pointing to and excited about this summer? Well, one of them is uh, Sunny Hana Amateur up in Pennsylvania. The next one is uh, uh, Northeast Amateur, which is in Massachusetts, Rhode Island. And... Um, and then I have Western Amateur and hopefully U.S. Amateur. So, I mean, it's a pretty packed schedule, uh, I think, for most of the summer. Uh, I got a few tournaments here and there, uh, you know, back-to-back. And I don't really have that much time back at home, so it's going to be really busy. I'm going to be on the road a lot. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what you see in the pro in the pro life. Uh, so, I got to – this is the best, best way for me to prepare for the pro life. And, uh, I mean – hopefully keep gaining that experience and um, understand kind of how they, how they live and what they do. So um, I'm pretty excited for the summer. It's going to be busy, but it's going to be a lot of opportunities and hopefully I make the most of them. All right. What's it like when uh, you see at Texas tech, when y'all play with them and you're and that Ludwig Aberg, who uh, is one of the top amateurs in the world. And, and obviously he'll, he's going to be a pro um, it, it, it's got to be kind of fun when there's a guy at that level and, and you're going, you're out there. Have you been in some match play? I was trying to think back. Have you ever been in match play just straight up against him? And, and what, uh, what have you kind of taken away from, from being around, you know, a couple of players like that? Cause they don't come around that often. Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't come around that often. Um, I think the last time that I played against them in match play was Arnold Palmer cup in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a, a little bit of a beat down. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I didn't play that bad. He just played, I mean, just really that good. Uh, I mean, it just kind of helps uh, kind of take away um, every time I play against him or any time I play in the same group kind of, what he does that's so different or uh, what he does that, you know, makes him that good. And I think most of the time, whenever I play with them, I kind of hype up my hype up myself and try and play kind of like them. But I think what the biggest takeaway is from whenever I get to play with them is, you know, they're just a little bit more mature. It's not like they try and do anything special and they just kind of let it come to them as well. Um, they do all the work beforehand and then just, you know, play freely. And I think, uh, I think that's a big learning key. And I think I finally, uh, understand that now, um, you know, playing with, uh, you know, like Thor, uh, Michael Thor Bjornsson or, um, or Ludwig, obviously, uh, you know, they all do kind of the same things. They're all really good, but there's nothing that different that stands out it's more just their maturity level um you know how they play the game versus you know technique or uh just how talented they are they, a lot of them just play based off of you know how uh, how mature they are on the course off the course um how what they do to prepare so yeah it's kind of they're just what they are, they, they're professionals living in college <laughs> college lives right now. <laughs> like John Rahm or whatever. I just yeah. it, it, Does he seem like, is he pretty unassuming on the course? Or is like, 
somebody um and obviously you're not you've played in those same deals you're right you know not far off from that level does he does he have like a stare or is he more like a like a Victor Hovland who's like smiling all the time what is what is his demeanor like uh I mean I the best I could describe it as is it's just really calm I don't think he has the tiger stare I don't think it's like a death stare (laughs) Um, but I also don't think that it's very Victor Hovland, like where he's smiling all the time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's focused, but at the same time, it's very calm. Um, it's not like he gets really mad or it's not like he gets really happy all the time. Um, just super level headed the entire time. And I think that goes with a lot of really, really good players is, uh, the more level headed you are, um, the better you play, the more clear, the more clearly you think and the more clearly you play. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, People who, you know, slam clubs and stuff like that, usually they get on roller coasters with birdies and bogeys. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think the maturity level there, like I talked about before, is, is definitely there with him. All right. And you've got your equipment the way you want it now. Mike was telling me about your uh, uh, journey. <laughs> you, you, you went to, to get things right with your driver and everything. How do you feel about that as you go into these summer tournaments? You, you kind of got that all where you want it? Yes, sir. I mean, I, I definitely struggled a little bit with uh, equipment, um, but after a little bit, I finally figured it out, I think. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough having to worry about the equipment and the golf. So uh, now I only got to worry about the golf. So that's a good thing. And it, it kind of frees me up and I'm, uh, I'm excited going into the summer. So, well, it, it'll congrats. be fun. Yeah, and congrats on a really uh, nice year. Bears are fortunate to have you back. And uh, that's not easy to be the number one guy tournament after tournament. But you seem comfortable with it, and I don't think you would like it any other way. And uh, and I know they'll be so happy you're coming back uh, next year. So, Johnny, I appreciate it. Have a great summer, and uh, we'll be keeping up with you at all your various uh, venues as you as you travel around the country. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. There he goes, Johnny Kiefer, the number one player for uh, for the Baylor Bears uh, men's golf team. And they're really – he's great uh, on the women's side, Sarah Hasegawa. On the men's side, Eisenhart, Drew Wrightson. I mean, um, the Dossie, Luke Dossie. Uh, it's a real – Heffernan's a good player. They're really, really good. They just did not play well uh, at Greyhawk. They just went out there – and nobody except for Johnny in the third round, he got it going. But uh, they, they were just – as he was talking about, Aaron, there were just some blow-up holes. And it's it's not like they were playing that poorly. And then I swear two or three of the players, at least three of them, had triple bogeys. And you just never see – yeah, just you never see something like that. These guys don't – they might occasionally have a double bogey. You don't see triple bogeys at this level, and they had it. Baylor had two or three guys that had that. They'll get it going, and Mike will get them going. That's tough. Coach McKell, um, who's really, really bonded, especially there's a, like certain players that he follows around that really, really respond to him well, and uh, they'll have to find somebody to replace him. It'll be a tough to replace as he heads back to Norway. It's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. It's been a power-packed day of schedule news and Baylor basketball news. We'll start with the basketball news. We'll do it next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central.